Hey, welcome into the latest episode of the University of Denver Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3, presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. Happy to be back for another week as we kick off the month of December, as hard as that is to believe. My name is Tyler Mon, and thrilled to be joined this week by Denver Gymnastics Head Coach Melissa Kutcher-Reinhardt as the gymnastics season is almost upon us. We are literally two days out, or two weeks out, uh, from your intra-squad uh, competition at Magnus Arena, in which uh, you'll get a chance to get a look at, at your team, Melissa, for this year. And uh, this, I would imagine, is a really exciting time of year. Probably also a very overwhelming time of year, where it's like, you're in... <laughs> getting ready for the season mode it's also the holidays uh the <laughs> du students are out of school at the moment so it's just like practice and getting ready what is this stretch like for you you know i actually appreciate it you know with the quarter system we are obviously out of school so we're one of the few teams in the country that right now can focus on training before the very first meet of the year and not have to be in crunch times and in finals in late December um, and then getting ready for the first meet of the year. So we kind of push our stress points <laughs> a little bit differently. Our stress point is with finals as the quarter's ending before Thanksgiving, um, but we're not having it butt up in December while we're getting ready for that very first meet. And our very first meet is early this year. It's the very first weekend in January away. So this is critical training time. And so it's nice to have the ability to really focus on gymnastics and um, and have be out of school. Um, so I'd say that's kind of, I enjoy that piece of it. And I think there is something for the team that they enjoy that too. This time of year, we do something, just a little fun contest and we call it our Crimson and Gold Training Camp. And it's like this three weeks of just fun things we try to do. We divide the team. We give them points for different things, things we're trying to emphasize in the gym, things that create and foster positive competition in the gym. So getting ready for that competition readiness piece. That is really cool. And it's a different way of uh, preparing your athletes for a full season of competition, which is super cool. Um, when you are getting ready for a year like this, last year obviously was another amazing step for your program. You're coming off your sixth team appearance at the NCAA National Championships. Uh, you've got a group of All-Americans coming back. You had four last year. You get three of them returning this year. Uh, you placed eighth overall, second highest finish in program history. You win a regional championship. I, it's such a fun question to get to ask, uh, as somebody who hosts a show, because the pressure isn't on me, but I get to ask, like, <laughs> how do you improve on that? Like, you've got a, a program record kind of year. What's the next step? Like, that's exciting. Uh, and it's very exciting for those of us who get to observe it. You know, one day I hope that I would we would win a national championship. And then I'd hope the question you'd be asking me is how do coaches, because there are coaches out there, right, that win national championships or Super Bowls or like the Nuggets, you know, world championships. And then they have that pressure of how do you come back? How do you repeat? repeat? Exactly. Yes. And there's a whole different set of pressures and expectations associated with that. And so one day I hope I'm asking, you know, I'm answering the question like that. Um, but I think for right now, and it is kind of cheesy and corny as it sounds, it's about sort of staying in the moment, right? One competition at a time for us. This is the difference with the other sports in gymnastics. In gymnastics, it's really not as much about your win loss record, which that's very, that's, that's everything in other sports. For us, it's really about your scores. And we can't really in our sport control what other teams do. So we're not sitting there breaking down. We might break down video of our team 
for learning purposes, but we're really not breaking down any video of any other team. You're not trying to figure out like, okay, uh, when she's on the bars, how do we tackle her? Like what's the best exactly. format? That's not really what you're doing. Exactly. There's no offense, defense. There's no opposing team strategy. There's nothing like that. And so because of that, and because of us wanting to just keep getting better each meet and improving on that score each meet, that's where we really need to sort of stay focused. Now, I love when we really have high, high level teams and competition, because I do believe that pushes us to get better. And so I think there's an element of that piece of scheduling involved. But for us right now, it's really just, again, kind of staying in the moment, focusing on the little details. And hopefully for us, especially where we are with this particular year, I think there's going to be an element of like, it's okay. it's not how we start, but it's going to be how we finish. And it's going to be about peaking at the right time that I think is going to really matter. Uh, I mentioned a, a moment ago, you do get three All-Americans back this year. Uh, Jessica Hutchinson, Rosie Casali, and Kylie Rorich. Jessica's coming off back-to-back Big 12 Gymnast of the Year recognitions uh, in her career. For you as a head coach, how exciting is it getting a chance to watch the development of athletes that are that talented from year to year in college? Because you get a chance to watch them develop, not just as athletes, as competitors, as gymnasts, but also as people. Uh, mm -hmm. And for you as a team, that's a pretty amazing thing to be able to lean on is, all right, well, we've got three all Americans coming back uh, to lead this squad. That's, I mean, what a, what a security blanket that has to be. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you know, I, I love your question. And um, so I'll kind of address it in like little dis different aspects of it. You know, we, we lost um, several really talented athletes, um, all Americans and Alex Ruiz and Lindsey Brown. Um, and, you know, I, I think our thing is continuing to develop the talent um, and what is the strengths of this particular team. And every team has its own strengths. So I think recognizing what those strengths are, this particular team, um, the security blanket I rely on. And this is kind of culture piece of Denver gymnastics too, not just this team, but I'm definitely seeing it each and every day with this team is the work ethic. I mean, that's one of the controllables, right? We talk so much about the things you can control and the things you can't, you know, you're not going to be able to control what a judge is scoring you. You know, there's so many things you can't control what an opposing team does, you know, what, what time the competition is at an away me, but you certainly can control your attitude, your energy, your work ethic, you know, your mindset, your ability to refocus and lots and lots of things are still in our control. And I think that's life in general. So when you're talking about like that, the individuals growing as people too, I really think that's an element of it. I was I was also just looking not that long ago. We are doing some goal setting, of course, as every team does. You know, we'll look at some short-term goals, some long-term goals, but we'll really look at some process-related goals and also some outcome-related goals. And it was fun for me when I was doing that exercise to kind of see where each and every athlete is improving on a year-by-year -year basis and noticing that little improvement. And that like that make does make you feel good that in terms of your training plan and, you know, what we're doing. We're really fortunate on this team, not just to have the three All-Americans. We have two phenomenal captains. One of them you just mentioned, Jessica Hutchinson, and the other one, Riley Mundell. And so I think we, we're really blessed with some pretty tremendous leadership with this team as well. Melissa, for your group, um, you have, you know, year to year, the talent that comes in is as good as the talent. 
obviously there are elements of, of player development and talent development and all that. But when you look at the construction of this roster, you've got four first years on the team this year. Um, tell us about that group. I know uh, Madison Reidenbach really highly touted coming into your program, um, but to be able to get in a group that you know is going to be sort of that next generation, which you get to do from year to year. Tell us about how this roster is comprised and especially those freshmen uh, who get a chance now to, to be on this big stage. Yeah, you know, okay, it's, it's really quickly, Tyler, you're you muted yourself midway through. You want to read it now? I thought I did. Uh, yeah, let me. You let might me have to again. repeat the question to me. <laughs> I hit I accidentally hit the space bar when I was trying to move my mouse and it automatically mutes it. OK, um, OK, I'll count it in three, two, one. When you come into a new season uh, from year to year, Melissa, you get to, you know, not replace, but try to replenish the talent that you've lost uh, with your first years. And this year you've got four coming in. Um, I know Madison Reidenbach comes in as a, a very highly talented uh, freshman who now gets a chance to be on this big stage. Tell us about just how this roster feels as a whole. We talked about your veterans, but also your young uh, competitors now, um, especially that freshman group. It seems like they bring in a lot of promise for, for their college careers. So we um, uh, are very lucky. We have four tremendous freshmen. Um, Maddie, um, Maddie Ulrich is one of the um, most highly recruited um, athletes in the country for gymnastics. We're really fortunate and blessed that she chose Denver. Um, and she is one of the, I believe, one of the top five freshmen in the country to watch. I think there's going to be a lot of excitement surrounding Maddie Ulrich. Um, so we're super excited about her. And she is an all-around athlete. Um, and she's had success in previous invitationals and championships prior to even coming here. The other athlete you mentioned briefly was my Madison Reidenbach. So we have two Maddies. So I always talk about my M&Ms. Um, <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And Maddie also is an, they're all incredibly talented athletes. They're all going to um, excel in their given events, if that makes sense. So we might have, and I think that's where the blend, just to kind of not go over each individual and their each individual strengths, but the blend of the freshmen adding to the culture of our program, they need to know where their strengths are and they need to capitalize on those event strengths. And then that's where they can offer depth to our team. And I think they're all um, positioning themselves to do that. This is such an exciting time of year, and we've got so much more to talk about on this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show. We're talking Pioneers gymnastics as the seasonal gets started officially uh, after the holidays, but the Crimson and Gold uh, inter-squad matchup coming up on December 20th at Magnus Arena. It's a free event uh, for anybody who wants to stop by, get a sneak peek of the 2024 Pioneers, and uh, we'll step aside for a timeout. We'll bring it on back, talk a little bit about the schedule for this year, and more of what is ahead with Denver Gymnastics head coach Melissa Kutcher-Reinhardt. It's Denver Pioneers Pioneers Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3 presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. Is that the sound of an ooey gooey cheesy crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously, but as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Denver Gymnastics season tickets are the best value in town and the entertainment is priceless. And a stuck landing. That 
It was a beautiful routine. I don't know where the judges are going to take any deductions on that. Learn more about DU Gymnastics offerings at denverpioneers.com or social media outlets. Sunday Fun in Magnus Arena, Denver's home of college sports. Yeah, so picture perfect. Bruner hits, and DU has the lead. Denver men's basketball will host pre-holiday hoops Wednesday, December 20th versus Northern New Mexico. Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. Beautiful feed to Toko Dynamo, who got it to go with just six seconds left on the shot clock. Bring out the family for a holiday hoops at DU. Denver's home of college sports. DU hoops, December 20th. Back on 104.3, the Fan HD3. It's the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. Tyler Mon, Melissa Kutcher-Reinhardt talking Denver Pioneers gymnastics here in this uh, first December edition of the uh, the Coaches Show this year. Melissa, as we noted before the break, uh, you get a look at your team on December 20th. Things really get rolling in January. Uh, you'll have an away meet to kick things off that first week in January. But we want to talk about this home schedule because we want to talk a little bit about uh, not only the talent that you have coming in uh, with your opponents this year, but just the community support and involvement. I know last year uh, you sold out Magnus Arena for the second time in program history. You had almost 6,500 people there uh, against Oklahoma, which is a national powerhouse, two-time reigning uh, NCAA champs. Uh, this is something that, you know, for Denver Athletics – for so long, it was a hockey school and then it was a hockey school and a lacrosse school. And now gymnastics is right in there in that conversation as well, because of all the success you've had, you've built such a juggernaut in terms of the local community excitement. Um, and that is such a unique and such an amazing thing, uh, especially where we are right now with the explosion and popularity of women's athletics, you are so far ahead of this curve, building this community and fan base support. What does that mean? I mean, when you're on the floor, I would imagine the moments are probably few and far between where you actually get to look up in the stands and try to appreciate what's there because you're so locked in on what's going on on the floor. But when you look back on the fact you had 6,500 people in Magnus arena uh, for an event last year, and you are so instrumental in building that, what does that feel like? Uh, oh my gosh. Um, such a great question. I would say, well, I'm going to start with the culture of the program first, right? And I know people laugh at me because I'm always repeating our philosophy of character, teamwork, and excellence over and over again in every interview I do. And they're like, Melissa, you're sounding like a broken record. Stop it. But it really is, right? It's really all about what is the philosophy. It all ties into the vision. It all ties into what are we trying to do and accomplish athletically and what's driving attendance and interest and engagement and community involvement, how are we being being great role models, what is that, how it all ties into each other. And so I want to just really say one of the things I'm the most proud of is those pillars of character, teamwork, and excellence, and how we integrate that into our program and into our culture. So first, I think we do make it a priority for, for low-cost family entertainment. And I really also think that our athletes are accessible and visible, and they take pride in being a role model, right? They take pride in what it takes to be a student athlete, and it takes 
grit and resiliency and perseverance and persistence. And I think it's really good, especially these days, to see people do make mistakes. They do fall. They do get knocked down. And then they have to find a way to get back up again. And I think those are really valuable skills. And I think in general, that's the popularity of athletics, right? That's why we can all get behind the underdog or even the front runner. It's just the, the image, the excitement of athletics in general. Um, I'm super proud of where we are from an attendance st standpoint. And I can't say, though, this is all me who's built this. I really want to give a shout out to the fact that there were phenomenal coaches and student athletes here long before I got to Denver. And they were the ones that really started that process. And we are building off their foundation each and every year. And I really make sure that our that we understand we're part of a bigger picture legacy. But there was, I believe, an AIAW Division II National Championship here for gymnastics. And there's been a following in gymnastics like that. However, one of my favorite things about being in the city of Denver is being surrounded by people who are really sports minded, right? They know their sports, <laughs> you know, your sports here and they follow lots of teams and they are willing to follow teams that do well. They're also willing to follow teams. I think that give their heart and soul and that they can see those intangibles. And so I'm just so like thankful that we're in a community that will come out and that will support Denver gymnastics. I think with the Olympics coming up and the Olympians that are competing in college right now. There's so much visibility around that. I believe gymnastics is, um, collegiate women's gymnastics is the most followed women's sport on social media. So that's certainly exploded there. But there is, for those who haven't ever been to a Denver gymnastics meet, I would just ask them to consider coming out and trying it and seeing what it's like. We have a phenomenal show. It's true um, sports in its purest form, but it's also entertainment. And um, and there's just an energy in Magnus Arena that is so much fun. And I do remember to your point of the days all through these past 20 plus five plus years of moving from Hamilton to yeah. a bigger arena in Magnus, to having some people in Magnus, to building the numbers in Magnus. But I really am passionate about the attendance, but I'm passionate because are the type of athletes we have competing in gymnastics at the University of Denver probably aren't going on to the Olympics. And this is it for them. And it means the world to them to be competing in front of people who are supporting them. And all those years, we all know what that's like when you start a sport at three, four, five, six years old, and there's no one watching for years and years and years, except for your family <laughs> coming to those meets, sitting in the stands alone. <laughs> To have to be able to come to Magnus and all of a sudden see a packed house of people that are cheering them on and encouraging them. And it does create a home field advantage. It yeah. does. And we need to do that in gymnastics just as much as any other sport really needs to do that. And part of our way is giving back to this amazing community is bringing in top level teams, right? And having that energy and excitement from a competitive standpoint. And yes, don't get me wrong. I'm super competitive. I'd like to win every single home meet we have. <laughs> um, but I also th think it's a little less because I mentioned win-loss isn't as important to us as score. Right. It's a little bit more, let's get these, continue to get these best teams out here. Let's continue to make it great competition. Let's continue to show the Denver community what collegiate women's gymnastics is about. Get them to come out and support these student athletes and and so it's super exciting. And I think we have the schedule this year to do that again. <laughs> 
Well, and that dovetails perfectly into our next topic because you do get the heaviest of heavy hitters coming in. Uh, I mean, right out of the gate, you get Arizona State, which was a top 15 program last year. And the interesting thing is, is going to be a conference opponent for you starting in a couple of years now uh, as a new member of the Big 12 and Denver Gymnastics in the Big 12. Uh, So Arizona State joins you in that conference. Then you get UCLA, Oklahoma, and Stanford January 21st, which is a who's who of some of the top (laughs) programs in the country. And then you follow that the following week by going to Oklahoma, uh, which has been the gold standard over the last couple of years. Uh, There is no week off. I mean, you you take on the best of the best every single week. There is truly no week off. I mean, now, again, if you're talking about the controllables, the hope would be it really doesn't matter who your competition is. You know, I'd I'd love to see, I'd love to get in all these other coaches' minds and see how, you know, they handle their, like, competition in terms of, but whether we are competing against number one or number 20, it really should be, again, about what Denver Gymnastics is bringing to the table. And are we owning our own own energy? And are we prepared? And are we ready to perform on that given night? With that said, um, it does home and away this year, whether it's Oklahoma away or Michigan away or the Super 16 away in Las Vegas that we're competing at the first weekend or Iowa State here or at West Virginia. There, to your point, there is no rest. And But I I think that's what makes it so, it's the opportunity to challenge yourself. And it's the fun and excitement of being in those kinds of um, arenas and with those kinds of teams and that kind of competition. So really excited about the schedule. All right, Melissa, we are uh, we're wrapping this up here in just a few minutes, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to touch on it is the 50th anniversary season uh, of Denver Gymnastics, which is super cool and something that uh, you get to honor. You know, you mentioned the the athletes and the coaches who came before you and your current roster and your current staff. January 21st against UCLA, uh, you're going to have sort of an enhanced alumni reunion. But how cool is that to get to be the pilot of this program at a time where you get to celebrate a milestone uh, in not only the fact that there's longevity to this program and it's been 50 years, but also how much this program has grown over 50 years? Oh, my gosh. Thank you for uh, that question. Well, I think you mentioned it a little bit with being um, in the Big 12 Conference. You know, I get I get to be part of the leadership of this team and program when there are such exciting things. I mean, we are really looking forward to University of Utah and Arizona, as you mentioned, Arizona State and Arizona coming into this conference and how that's just going to transform the Big 12 for gymnastics and how exciting that is and to be part of that excitement. The other big thing, like you mentioned, for those fans that are familiar with us who have come to a meet before, they're going to see some familiar names marching out on that floor to be honored at the start of big at the beginning of that meet. So I'd say our competitions are all Sunday at 1:45. I'd say be there early um, because if you are interested in um, uh, you know applauding and seeing some of those former amazing accomplished alums, people that were there before me and people there that that have um, been athletes under me. It's going to be so fun to watch them come out and be able to recognize their hard work and their dedication, their commitment to build Denver gymnastics to what it is today. So when we talk about, hey, we have been, you know, we've won two regional NCAA regional championships, or we have, you know, been in the final four before in, you know, or top eight, as you just mentioned, our second highest finisher, we've had two national floor champions. Like I know one of those national floor champions and Nina McGee will be here um, for that alumni my reunion, but none of that truly, none of that success is possible without 
those individuals. And so having the opportunity to honor women's sports in general, women's sports at DU, and then also women's gymnastics and the history and tradition of this program is honestly my just an absolute pleasure and one of my best honors. It's so cool and something that's coming up uh, next month at Hamil at uh, Magnus Arena as the Pioneers will be home. Uh, first home meet of the season. Denver will be uh, that Crimson and Gold Inter Squad again, free admission on December 20th. That's a 7 o'clock start time for that one. Everything else, uh, everything at home this year is 145 on Sundays. Uh, you can get your tickets right now at DenverPioneers.com. And uh, Melissa Kutcher-Reinhardt, Denver Gymnastics Head Coach, uh, so excited to get this season underway for you and your program. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun moments uh, ahead in 2024 and enjoy the next couple of weeks. The, uh, the final, uh, I guess, kind of calm before the storm. <laughs> calm before the storm. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you, Melissa. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. My name is Tyler Mom. We'll catch you next time.